Hello and welcome back to the podcast of Not Your Average British Asian Girl. My name is Nicole. I'm Jem. I'm Phoebe. I'm Sunny. And today we're discussing about the dangerous beauty standards portrayed in Asian media and our personal experiences dealing with them. Yes, we are. And so within this episode, we're going to kind of go through what beauty standards in Asia are. And usually this is uh, number one, fair skin. Colorism is a huge, huge thing in Asia. And I know all of us have a lot to say about this. Um, another one is slim bodies. We're expected to be small and petite. And the doll face, which is more common within Korean culture, I think. I don't think it's so much so within Filipino culture, but mm. we will also go into that. Yes, yeah, so colorism is the discrimination of an individual based on the color of their skin. And their colorism hierarchy gives preference to lighter skin tones over darker skin tones. And I think that this is very prevalent in Asia, East Asia, South Asia, and Southeast Asia. How has anyone suffered from discrimination? What are your experiences? Um, I get called Black Beauty when I go to Philippines. Same. What? Which is insane because I'm, I'm not that dark. I am considered as a morena, which in Tagalog is the like dark skin. Yeah, like having tan skin. Yeah, having yeah. Um, tan skin. Like, I'm sorry, Filipinos are this color like it's yeah. more, I think it's more common for us to be tan than pale um yes. so I think it's pretty wild being called black beauty and it's also just kind of it's like whenever I get, I get told that I'm like it doesn't sound like a compliment but at the same time it is a compliment they're saying like you're pretty even though you're dark yeah that it's is like a backhanded cool. compliment yeah. it is yeah usually it's more the older generation they don't really understand the the kind of like complications with that statement um, and how problematic it is because I think I mean I think probably the main reason why dark skin isn't seen as the ideal in Asia is because of like colonialism and how Mm -hmm. when white people came over um, they became the standard of beauty it's like you want skin like them because white people are richer and have better lives and you kind of want I think it's more of a it suggests the kind of life you live Yeah. yeah yeah Definitely the history has to do with it. Lighter skin represented being in the rich family because you don't have to go out in the sun and Mm -hmm. do, you know, physical labor. Whereas if you have tan skin or darker skin, then yeah, you're probably a slave or like just you're working for the rich family and you're like farming. You're working out in the fields and you're in the sun more. So you get, you know, more sun rays and you get more tanned. Yeah, it's crazy how this has lasted throughout so many years. Oh, for sure. And it's kind of weird how like I, I never have any issues about my skin color when I'm here because everyone wants to be color. And then I get there yeah. like, why are you so dark when you grow up in England? <laughs> and it's like, because this is my natural skin color. <laughs> like, yeah, I never I understood that. Like, <clears throat> I remember when I was young, it's it's so sad because like from a very young age, you're told like, oh, shouldn't be out in the sun because you're going to be too dark you need Mm -hmm. to like wear sunscreen or like um have like an umbrella and um hearing that from since I was like little and as well as like in commercials it's always like actresses who had like fair skin and stuff um it's really painful and it makes you like just dislike yourself like I remember I hated my skin tone so much at a very young age that I I wouldn't go out and play and Mm -hmm. you know like I, w- I, w- I wouldn't go out and play and I lived in a neighborhood where my cousins were there and you know a lot of my childhood friends were there and so I, I just wouldn't go out and play I'm like oh I don't want to get too dark like I want to be like fair skin like the girls in my class and um even in like 
let's say like programs we have like a lot of programs in school like christmas programs that sort of thing like the protagonist would always be the fair-skinned girl the muses would always be the fair-skinned girl you know and that really sucked like i my self-esteem when i was little just went down like downtown mm-hmm. hill and that's something kids just shouldn't go through it's sad i was wondering something because you grew up mm-hmm. in philippines as well didn't yeah. you so i feel like for me i can kind of forget that it's an issue because mm-hmm. i'm not around that all the time so how do you feel that that kind of affected you growing up in that mindset from a young age and then moving over to england where it wasn't an issue like did you like how did you feel about yourself in, in terms of like the stages of um, your life? so yeah like, as as i've mentioned like being in the philippines and having that sort of like toxic mindset like being fair-skinned is beautiful and you're only beautiful if you're like fair-skinned it, it was really hard but then moving here and people saying like oh i love your skin tone like i wish like you know i had your skin to like tan like i can never like tan or i'm not naturally tan kind of started to make me feel a little bit better um i'm like oh like people don't um see me that way it's like i am i am just me you know i'm not like oh yeah she's that morena girl or like that that tan girl and uh, she's just sunny and and you know i i really like that and i felt that that really helped um get back my self-confidence like moving moving back here because people didn't um identify you that way or define you that way if that makes sense yeah yeah it's very interesting because obviously over here like growing up i always had so many um like caucasian friends who would put on all of this makeup and foundation that just didn't match the color of their skin it was like always oh, so orange and like mm. i mean if you look at trump he's basically <laughs> looks like a what's it come on yeah <laughs> it doesn't make sense um but yeah to westerners it's like oh if you have a tan then you're healthy yeah but at the end of the day like oh why can't everyone just accept our skin tones who cares man you know can i just be me you know yeah <laughs> Did you guys ever fall into the trap of like whitening products have you ever like experienced any like people pushing it at you or being tempted to buy it um after because in asia there's just so many adverts about fair skin and you can get it by using this cream you can use like the soap and and i in philippines i don't know if you guys have it as well but like um there's like injections you can get like glutathione yeah glutathione every time oh i haven't heard about the injections yeah they have like a like a what was it called like a white drip something something yeah it's like a drip drip to like get whiter and it's i think it's just so first it's just not good for your body that's just Mm. physically toxic for your body but also again like self-esteem wise very a very toxic mindset to have to feel like you need to do something physical to yourself to change yeah. it like some, something like your skin um, it's it actually like bleaching your skin then yeah pretty much so, it's yeah. kind of like that yeah. yeah and a lot of like actors and actresses are known to like get like that whitening like drip to maintain you can like their fair skin you yes can there's like like can. there's some celebrities in philippines who when they started off when they were kids and they were dark as in they're probably my color darker than me and now they are like white <laughs> it's like how did you get there i'm not gonna say what it's not just i'm like oh. like nope it's not it's not just staying at home or like oh. the aircon no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but oh actually speaking of which like when i was younger i was actually really tan as well i really? i don't think i was out in the sun that much but 
I used to tan really easily and also because growing up I had like really bad eczema so anytime mm. I was out in the sun like if we were on holiday in Spain or something my skin would really peel a lot mm. <laughs> it's just so gross and flaky <laughs> but I remember like oh I'm gonna say it in Cantonese but I used to get called um like hakwai moi which is essentially like oh you're like a black black girl um mm. and also some relatives would say something like which means oh did you go to africa to get um a tan yeah what yeah what back then obviously as a child i didn't understand how crazy these phrases actually are Mm -hmm. and i'm just glad no one really like no one around me really uses it anymore but it used to be like a joke and i used to be like oh yes whatever that's that's crazy i think that asian countries particularly hong kong and filipinos um there's like a culture of being like straightforward you know they won't beat around the bush they're not going to be nice to your face they will say what they want to say in the most like mean way possible so i feel like that's what people have experienced like that's what you guys have experienced in your childhood these Mm -hmm. kind of phrases that have become like popular it is so wrong like mm-hmm. literally black beauty and saying have you gone to africa to get a tan is like we know nowadays like is wrong yeah for sure yeah. and like going back to what you were saying how like in like asian culture like them being like just so straight for like straightforward um straightforwardly just being bullies and just being mean it's not only with like skin tone but as well as with like body okay. like your body type like oh like you've gained so much weight yeah it's mm-hmm. always the first comment that I will probably get from a, a relative I haven't seen. It's always from a relative or family oh, member, relative. right? Relative. Relatives I'm not even close with. So like yeah. there's one rat like there's one person I'm thinking of specifically when I go to Philippines. And straight away she's like, oh the bamona, which means like, oh you're fat now. And it's like I ne- I I usually am not too self-aware in terms of like if I've gained yeah. but I always am when I go to Philippines because you can't forget it mm. because everyone says it and mm. one time so I, I when I went to uni I gained I've always been pretty petite um like size 8 size 10 and then in my first year of uni moving out and stuff and like stress of uni it just like the way it impacted my body was I just gained a lot more weight and I didn't I was still size 10 but I was more like close to a size 12 so it isn't big and it wasn't something that I was really that like it's fine I'm not I don't yeah. really care. I'm pretty okay. Um, but I went to Philippines and the same woman that I was just talking about described me as the fat kid to my parents. And she was like, oh, you're a fat kid. That That's the one I was talking about. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, and that really, really messed with my head that when I came back after, I just was like so strict in terms of I'm not eating, I'm not going same. to like, exercise loads or whatever. And then my mental health kind of was impacted because my, the way I looked at my body was like it was really bad and now I look back at photos and I wasn't I wasn't that big and also even yeah. if I was how is it your problem and why are you yeah. making it your problem exactly and you know what like say, same with you mine as well aside from a very young age I was about 11 um trigger warning this is going to make me sad let's let's hope I don't cry but yeah just being constantly told like oh you're so fat or like you're so chubby because of because I get told that 
a lot with a relative that I'm not even close to and that I barely see, um, it led me to just not eat. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind, around that time, I was in the football team. I was also playing badminton. I was I was a, a sporty kid. Really active. So I was I was very active, and it, it got to the point where it got to me. So during training, there were times where I would just feel so dizzy because I haven't ate, and I have to like train for at least like two hours, right? Um, and it was really really bad. And I came here in London gained back my way and I felt a better because people weren't really like commenting about it like you know my dad like he loves to cook so he's like eat um and I loved it and then visited again in the Philippines and then they were like oh you've gained weight and I will never forget this one time where I was literally just minding my own business I think I was watching tv with my cousins and this aunt like pinched my stomach and I was like oh you have like so much fat like you're so like fatty here and I think I was about 14, 15 around that time. And because of that, the moment I came back to the UK, did not eat again. And so I was losing so much weight. And I think no one really noticed about, apart from like one person, a schoolmate of mine. She was like, you've lost a lot of weight. I'm like, oh, oh, have I? And you know, like me, because of that insecurity, I, I was feeling good. I'm like, yes, I've lost so much weight. Like, mm. good, I feel good. And she's like, but, but it's not like you don't, you don't look healthy. Like, you, you need, you need to like eat. You know, like that, that can really like you know damage you and stuff. And and it did. Um, I think a month later, I still, I, I started to have like, um, complications like my period like oh, i don't know how to gosh. yeah so yeah, yeah. so it like came it was like very light and then it just stopped and then i just like bled the whole month yeah it, it was a crazy experience and because of that i was like no i need to like eat maybe not binge eat just you know eat mm-hmm. um enough try to eat as healthy as possible um because i don't want to experience that again and um and i just don't want to you know, I don't want to get into a situation where it's like worse, mm-hmm. and yeah. So yeah, it's it's such a unhealthy thing to say. Like, why do people say that? Like, <laughs> toxic. And like, also, hello, aunt. Boundaries. <laughs> why? Why are you touching someone else's touching? body? It's not yours. I yes. can't. And even up to this day, like when someone touches my stomach, I get like. Mm. Except for Pete. Pete is fine. Like, I've started mm. to, like... Because Pete, he'd always say, like, Oh, like, you're beautiful. Like, um, I love you. Like, I love your body and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like a potato. And honestly, like, I go back and forth. Like, right now, I'm in a moment where I'm like, oh, I feel so insecure. But then there are days where I'm like, Nope, I'm I'm okay. You know? Like, it's, it's fine. I eat. And sometimes I gain weight from eating. Maybe too much. And that's okay, too. You know, it's fine. Mm. Shout out to that friend of yours who who noticed that about you and like took time out to to say, hey, like I've noticed that you're losing weight. I want to make sure you're healthy and you're Mm -hmm. okay. So she would always like, she would always like have um, lunch or like break time with me to just make sure that I was at least eating, like having like a sandwich. Yeah. shout to you those are the kind of friends that you need (laughs) definitely and not friends that like compare your body sizes and weight oh my i have like another story time but i can literally just go in for like another 
Go on. Go on. <laughs> and this also like triggered me again to like, not eating. And we were in end of year 10. And I was in this, I, fi- I guess I kind of found like a group. I was always like a lone wolf. Um, but I finally found a group, a group of like girls because I went to an all girls school. Um, they were really nice. But then there was this one time I'll never forget. We were having lunch. And me at that time, I was eating a lot. You know, I'd be eating a lot of break. I'd be eating a lot of lunch. And I'll probably be eating the parts that you didn't eat at your lunch. You know, I, I was that kid. And I was like, I, I love food. <laughs> Being big foodie. Food is life. Yeah, food. Literally. Um, but anyway, so this girl was like, oh my gosh, guys. So I was upstairs early on. And this is like two year 11s. And this is year 11 who's like so chubby. And she was like, oh, look, I'm like an hourglass figure. But... Honestly, she's not, like, I don't, like, the confidence of her saying that she's, like, an hourglass figure when, like, she's so chubby. Like, what? Like, what is that? And I was like, whoa. And and here's me just, like, eating away, right? And just hearing that, I was like, whoa, this is, this is not right. And honestly, during that summer, it made me think, huh, maybe, maybe these are not my friends. Because if this is how they're thinking about other yeah. girls, what about me, you know? Mm. so because of that i cut them off they were really upset about it started bitching about me i'm like you know what i'm fine being a lone wolf i'm fine being in the library on my own yeah you don't need that energy so toxic so so toxic but yeah that's just my short story time Um, sorry (laughs) um i was gonna say well yeah you threw those toxic friends into the bin and i have had some experience with body dysmorphia where I have not been happy with the way that I looked, even though I am aware that I am quite slender, I'm quite tall, and this is basically based on my genetics. But I've, for a long period of time, I've always thought, oh, I can be skinnier. Like, I um, I, I didn't think that I was necessarily chubby. I just thought, oh, I, I can, like, push myself to be thinner. But that mm. was really an unhealthy part of my teenage years. And I actually had like some best friends who were, again, toxic, um, Mm. who would like trigger warning because I'm not sure if this is like okay to say. Um, They would like throw up in the bathroom during Mm. uh, lunchtime in school. And I, well, I never participated in it, but it always kind of set, it was always in the back of my mind that I was like, wow, we're, we're 13 years old. Like who, who at 13 is like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna starve or I'm gonna eat salad like for my meals every day and throw up to try and lose weight. And it was really, even, even though it wasn't like directly affecting me, it still kind of, was in the air that oh as girls from a young age we're putting so much pressure on ourselves to look a certain way or we're we're trying to become like hourglass or skinny we like I remember when I was um probably again like 12 13 there was a whole thigh gap trend did anyone else remember that that? yeah where you would like stand and try to make like the gap in your Mm -hmm. between your thighs but it's really just based on your bone structure is yeah. based on your DNA. Mm-hmm. Like your mom and your dad, do are their hips wide set? Then you'll have wide set hips and um, have a thigh gap. But I remember all of the girls in my class wanted to have the thigh gap. 
and again it just is just a lot of body issues and um I also gained some weight when I came to university because, you know, you're away from home, you're eating Domino's because <laughs> it's nearby and it's on sale. You know, they have those leaflets that they drop by yeah. through your door saying yeah. Every one large piece for 20 pounds. I'm like, okay, I'm there. <laughs> um, and like in my, it was, it would have been like last year where I gained like a bit of relationship weight. Oh, was it? Yeah. It would have been more than a year ago. Um, and I think it was like the first time in my life that I'd gained more than like 3K or 4K. And I just like, you could kind of tell that I'd gained weight. And my aunts asked me if I was pregnant. What? <laughs> oh my because, God. and I was really offended. I was like, what does my, like, you know, your stomach is supposed to stick out okay. a bit. Yeah. You, you're supposed to have the yeah. fat. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to have the fat because it protects your organs because it's meant to protect your body from damage and they were asking me if I was pregnant I was like so self-conscious since then I was like oh my god like my my stomach is sticking out this they my even my aunt seeing that I'm pregnant like what the hell and mm. yeah that was really quite damaging I've also had a situation where my mum who I I visit on occasion because um my parents are divorced she um like kind of touched the under part of my arms mm. yeah. Yeah, like that bit and she said fat because um she doesn't really speak English that well and mm. I don't speak Cantonese well so it was just that that one word and that motion where I was like oh I haven't seen you in years and this is the first thing that you say to me um and yeah I tried to work out like I've tried to I've lifted weights to try and like you know tone that underarm area but it's I still have it and it's a little bit of an insecurity of mine but we we try and move past that I try to be accepting of my body and I would say that all of us are very beautiful like objectively we are beautiful but we have gone through insecurities because of family members or people that we've been surrounded by and yeah. that's really damaging to our mental health and our body self-image yeah I can relate especially with the the thighs and like the whole thigh gap because from the young age of two I started doing ballet um well obviously I started out as like you know a play thing and then I got quite serious in it and I did ballet up until the age of like 17 um and then the only reason why I stopped doing it was because I had to move for university I remember specifically when um I was I think around 15 16 um I was working at my parents takeaway and then my dad kind of just turned around and he was like oh when are you going to stop doing ballet your fires are getting really big Oh, I was like, excuse me. I was actually so freaking mad. And also, like, aunts. Seriously, is it always the aunties? Always the aunties. (laughs) Goodness. Yeah, an aunt and an uncle. Um, they came over to my house one time, and they also like just had to point out about the size of my ass as well as my thighs. It's just like, oh, um, they go they go die jaw or like your your ass got bigger. Why why do you have to make such a unnecessary comment? Like what what do you get out of it? Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, Asian parents and family and like obviously grandmothers, they always want you to eat. They're like, yeah, Oh, you've gained matter. weight, but but during dinner you may not be eating as much. So they're like, Oh, why aren't you eating? Are you trying to lose weight? 
eat more, eat more. And then they're like, give me more food. So what do you want from us? (laughs) For us, I think at a young age, these insecurities stem from comments made by our close ones, people that we obviously kind of Mm. listen to and like look up to. But then, especially these days, there's social media. Like when I was younger, there wasn't much of social media. I don't think I started using Instagram until I was, I don't know, in sixth form. So 16, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. and nowadays it must be so much harder for the younger kids because they're constantly staring at these images and everything's yeah. so like digital all they're seeing are like certain types of people how, how has that affected you girls sunny as the youngest as the youngest <sighs> what, do you, what are your thoughts because you've been on social media from a long from a longer time back if you know what i'm saying Oh, just so damaging. I'd always be like, oh my God, I have like abs and a flat stomach. Why can't I have like, you know, like an hourglass figure? Why can't I have a big bum? Why why am I built like this? You know, and it's just, it's so sad. And it, I mean, it doesn't affect me on days when I'm like, I, I feel good. You know, I wouldn't say I feel my best, but I'm like, yeah, this is, this is as good as this is gonna get and that's perfectly fine but then on days like this like how i'm feeling now i can't even fit into my favorite mom jeans i was literally trying to fit into my favorite mom jeans earlier on i'm like huh i think i'm gonna be wearing leggings for quite some time and yeah but the thing is like now even though there is this whole like social media thing with you know girls having like a certain body type i guess what i'd say like society like once but then there i also see posts where girls would post pictures of bodies like how like the hourglass figure but then another slide would be how their body actually looks and basically just like body appreciation like posts and like Mm -hmm. seeing those i'm like you know what i'm okay (laughs) i don't feel as bad as much like i just have to constantly remind myself like it, it's normal it's normal to have your stomach sticking out maybe when i was like much younger <laughs> much younger younger than i am right now um it did affect me a lot and i'd always like cry about it and just wonder i'm like why am i built like this um but now i'm kind of i guess more accepting in a way with my yeah. body mm-hmm. so yeah what about you girls you know what, I think social media is such like a, a blessing and a curse um, with not just with beauty standards, but um, for me specifically, it's more to do with that because um, I mean, I'm 23 and I think I I joined Instagram at like 17, 16, 17. And that was maybe the age when I really started caring about my looks. So it wasn't a good match being on social media and doing that because also early so- social media, the only thing you would see is the beauty standard that is like slim like big boobs like big butt small waist that kind of thing um and it ended up being this like platform where all you can do is compare yourself and because it's all about the likes that you got and the comments and as a teenager kind of going through that and thinking like oh damn like I didn't get as many likes in this photo or I didn't get as many comments that must mean something about me that like Mm. I don't look good enough or whatever and for me at the beginning it started becoming like that like every time I'd post like do I look good in this like I'd I'd even get through phase of heavily editing photos like with lighting whatever and then I remember hearing about this app where you could like photoshop in terms of like the shape of your body isn't actually like smaller and stuff and I was Mm. so tempted to use it and I, I never ended up doing it but like I remember how how much I wanted to do it 
and then I started thinking like why why am I like trying to do this and please other people's bodies um and I there's one photo specifically that I post I think it was it was in my like first year of uni or maybe it was my second year of uni. I can't remember but it was during uni and there's one photo I took and I was on a holiday with my sister and I took this photo and I was really self-conscious about my thighs that they looked like too big and I've always been kind of like, I've been small but I've always had quite like thick thighs and um a butt and in this photo my thighs just looked huge and I'm thinking oh my god I need to edit this I want to like I, I just oh ugh. um but because I was with my sister and I didn't want to show my sister that's what I was doing and stuff I was like I'm just gonna post it as is and then my best friend said to me like oh your thighs are beautiful in this by the way and I hadn't told her how I felt self-conscious and she's like me and my friend saw this and we just want to say you have like beautiful thighs Mm -hmm. and it really made me feel good because also I think before a lot of the comments I would care about or the likes I care about were from boys because I'd kind of like place my worth on whether like a man thought I was attractive Mm -hmm. um that's why now I much prefer getting like comments from my girlfriends because it feels genuine they're not doing it to get you in bed or like anything like that it's just need to appreciate you as a person and yeah it really helped me and I remember speaking to my best friend about it saying like I actually really wanted to edit this photo because I thought my thighs are too big and she's like are you crazy you are a beautiful woman and I think that's that's the nice thing about social media now because we have each other's back women really we've gotten to a point and we're getting better at it I don't think everyone's like this yet but women are teaming up and showing each other we are all beautiful like there is no one body type there is no kind of like one way you should look in terms of like beauty um and actually like I've been doing a lot of research recently to educate myself on on kind of weight gain specifically because I realized like there's been things in the past where I've been extremely fat phobic and that is not cool because even though I'm not saying it directly to someone like oh you're fat and you're ugly I've never said that and I have many friends who are like bigger than I am but I think are so beautiful but me myself saying that oh I look fat today or I look at me I look gross that is in itself not okay because then it's Mm -hmm. saying your body is not okay um and it's problematic and so what I do what I try to do now is every month I like Marie Kondo my Instagram and I go through the profiles that I follow and I think what brings me joy is is your content okay or is your content really toxic to me and then I'll um like unfollow the people who are toxic and what I want to do is like we should create an Instagram post on this and I'll like do a link of like all the like body positivity uh Instagram accounts that I follow because there are some women that I'm have really helped me during lockdown specifically because I gained quite a bit of weight during lockdown I started feeling quite bad about my body and then I was following these women and I was like I should love my body because you know what our bodies are amazing female bodies are incredible because we go through a period month we have to push Good. out a child we are so strong and we i have menopause we exactly oh, we shit. forget about this because people say you have to be skinny you have to look <laughs> like this but we forget our bodies are beautiful amazing things that have like carried us through so much like physical pain emotional pain like and we're still here and we need to do more to appreciate our own bodies and appreciate our like girlfriend's bodies like you know it's it's so important so important so yeah we'll link the instagram accounts because um some of them are amazing and and i couldn't have gotten through my own personal issues have had i not Girl, seen these. you tell them how important our bodies are i love everything that you've just said i've yeah, loved so everything important. that you said <laughs> 
thanks. Or else. I hope those aunties are, you know, taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tita. Back when I was really into beauty, especially Korean beauty, they're always on about like, oh, you need to have really big eyes, you know, the whole doll face aesthetic, I guess. Big eyes, you need double eyelids. Um, oh, yes. You need, like small, like, lips or whatever and small nose but with a really tall nose bridge i mean i'm not gonna lie because i naturally have double eyelids like i already felt kind of better about my eyes but it doesn't make sense because i think monolids are also so beautiful so so beautiful yeah and you get to like create different makeup looks with it you can you know makeup is also art it's a it's a form of expression like you don't have to flow the way double eyelid people do their makeup you know Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I used to be self-conscious about my skin tone. Like I would probably try to brighten up a picture. But I mean, these days I sometimes edit my videos just to like play off the contrast and stuff. Not necessarily because I want to change the way I look, but just like the overall image itself. But I do remember that a friend of mine. I don't know if she still does it up to this day, but I I remember that we went on holiday one time and we used to like take each other's pictures for Instagram and whatever. There was this picture that I took of her and she looked really, really cute in it. And then she posted it up on Instagram and I realized there was something really off about it. There's just something different about her features. And then so I kind of I looked at the picture that she posted and then I looked at the original picture that I took because obviously it was on my phone as well. And I was just like, oh damn, she edited this photo. Her neck was significantly longer, her face was smaller, and her eyes are also bigger. It made me feel quite bad just because, like, I already thought she was beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. But I totally understand why people do it. I just hope that with this podcast episode, we can remind people that you are beautiful the way you look. Don't care so much about your body size or, like, whatever size clothes that you wear. At the end of the day, like, every brand has different sizing, so don't focus too much on that number. Just as long as you're healthy and you look out for, you know, the things that you eat, have a, you need to have a balance in everything that you do in life, not just the food that you eat and how much you eat, you know? I guess that's what I want to share in terms of like social media and um, dealing with insecurities. (laughs) I quickly wanted to ask about the um, double eyelid thing, because I don't think it's as big of an issue in Philippines, right, Sunny? I don't don't think it's as much as East Asia, because that's where I see most of it. And also, uh, like, is Korea part of East Asia? I'm really bummed. Yeah. It is. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing a lot of like stuff mm-hmm. on YouTube of how to get like the double eyelid and it's the eyelid tape. And and like there's also, like isn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like I read somewhere that um, the, the most popular surgery in Asia for women is double eyelid surgery. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, it's it crazy. Is. Like when I was studying Korea, I saw so many tourists who would just go over to um, the well-known areas for plastic surgery. And they'll be walking around in like tape on their face and like masks and stuff. And there are also plenty of videos on YouTube if you check it out. Some plastic surgeries, they'll actually invite people to go to their place, get their things done, but they need to vlog it all and like share details. So they're like promoting this. Yes. It's so wrong. I was just going to say that, yeah. I've seen like some this is one YouTuber she's so beautiful and I remember her promoting like this like Korean like surgeon and I think she got her nose done so she got a nose job and then she also I don't know what it's called but you know when you make your like the jaw like, line. Yeah, like the jaw oh they line. shave yeah, the jaw to, like, to shave like the jaw and yeah so I know 
yeah that, that's happening a lot yeah i was gonna make the exact same points that you said nicole um i think there's in korea there's this kind of culture where before you graduate high school your parents will pay for your for your eyelid surgery or your nose surgery you know so that when you when you when you've graduated or you've like become an adult at 18 you have a new face essentially like you have the double eyelids you have a um, a higher nose bridge and maybe a shaved jaw and i think that a lot of chinese and hong kong people they they would also travel to korea to that area gangnam where all of yeah, the gangnam. plastic surgeries are and the i recently watched a video on youtube where like an assistant at the surgery said that the reason why she would never get plastic surgery done is because she knows what happens in the um, plastic surgery. So they, the people who might operate you because you go under is not the most senior person. Essentially, there are malpractices happening. Um, there will be like a, a less experienced doctor who will perform the surgery and you wouldn't know because you've gone under. And the reason why this woman knew, I think, was because she... She she went past the the senior doctor and she asked, oh, how is this surgery going? Like you just done it, and he, he was like, he didn't know anything, and it was because someone else had done it. So I don't know if anyone's listening, um, if they are thinking of going to get plastic surgery, but there are a lot of side effects, and mm-hmm. just because you see someone promoting this um, plastic surgery on YouTube does not mean that you're gonna get the same mm-hmm. result, and it doesn't. There are so many things that, that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think with plastic surgery, I think I, I personally don't have anything against it. I think yeah. um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's completely your choice. But I think before your body, your choice. Like that, definitely do your research. Yes. Um, do your research. Surgery. Also, I think it's important to just have a deep dive and really think into the reasons as to why you're doing it. If you're doing it for yourself, yeah. feel good. Great. But if someone is pressuring you um, and you're doing it for other people, then I don't think you should. I think as with anything in life, it's not just plastic surgery. Do things for yourself. Um, And yeah, just just check. My only issue, my only issue with plastic surgery is more towards celebrities or like influencers when, um, because I personally found this very difficult when I was growing up, when they deny that they had anything done. Yeah. Yeah. When anyone Mm -hmm. denies it, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you deny, it's just... Because then you're growing, like, as a, a young kid and seeing these beautiful women and thinking, oh, why am I not as pretty as they are? Like, why or why haven't I, like, got as good boobs? And why are my boobs, like, uneven? And that kind of thing. But not realizing that these women that we're seeing um, are could be photoshopped or yeah. have had plastic yeah. surgery but are denying it. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've kind of grown up again with this mindset that like this is what the perfect body is because because there is a perfect body that surgeons are making um and they're not addressing the fact that actually there's very many different kinds of body types there's very many different faces and you're all beautiful um and I think yeah I think that's that's where the problem uh, with again social media but also media in general lies is the denial of of Mm -hmm. that and the denial of addressing that there is more than one beauty well i don't just i just generally don't believe there should be a beauty standard there yeah should there shouldn't be beauty you can't control it it's biological it's yeah. in the genes i'm not against uh, plastic surgery totally because 
I mean, at the end of the day, apparently, like, getting braces is also a type of surgery. And yeah. I've had braces before, so right? Braces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we've all had braces. We've all had braces. <laughs> this smile is fake. It was manufactured. No, but yeah, definitely, like, obviously do your research. And like Jem said, before you do anything, please think about, are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing it because of other people? Are you doing it for validation, right? At the end of the day, your body is yours. Like, you've got to treat it well. You've got to really treasure it and embrace yourself embrace yourself love yourself you are worth so much Mm -hmm. you're worth it you are beautiful you're intelligent you're good you're good girl you're good it makes me kind of more excited for my 30s because i hear so many women when they reach that stage they they say that they've become a lot more comfortable in their own skin and Mm. they don't care so much about like external validation and damn it takes us like an average of 30 years to actually grow comfortable ourselves like we have many years to live i have a long time (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah sunny has a long time just remember the story from a best friend of mine in the philippines and i was 12 13 and i remember him saying this was around the time that i was very on my lowest low self-esteem not eating and he noticed it he was like why do you only drink like water like why why don't you eat anyway he said to me physical your physical appearance is not it's not going to matter like people might say like you're ugly but you but you're not and you know why because you're beautiful in the inside and that's the only thing um that should matter is is how you speak to people how you treat people and um so you have you have a beautiful mind you have a beautiful heart and that's the only thing that should get you by especially now that you're going to be in london and you're going to be you know meeting new people you're in a different like um place and despite all the insecurities that i still had and you know obviously trying to like be better um moving here i always had that at the back of my head so most of the time i'm like i'm gonna get through this people are gonna like me because of my personality and and who i am and yeah to our young listeners that that's the only thing that should matter right like people are gonna love you for you and yeah not this and if they're only looking at this then cut them off they don't they don't serve you you're 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 honestly worth more than that yeah if your personality stinks and you look good like that still doesn't matter i don't care about your looks if you're like disrespectful to other people that's so shallow you're empty Uh uh-huh looks fade yeah looks fade when you're like beautiful from within like if it reflects how you look i don't know how to explain it but yeah you want your impact in the world to be more than just your physical like self you don't control you can't control it you can't control this but what you can control is your kindness and and work that you produce and how you treat others um and that i i think that's actually really great advice to also heard at like 12 13 because at that age it looks is the only thing that really gets put in his head so that Jem, um, I remember we had a conversation like the other day and you were saying how you and your friend, you called each other beautiful and it's when you're glowing from within, like that's your beauty, that's your soul being beautiful. And I think that really resonated and struck with me because you should be seeing people's inside for their beauty and their value rather than just placing a value on what is skin deep. Yeah. Amen. For sure. Amen to that. So yeah. I know that we've talked a lot, especially about like being fat or like chubby. Obviously, there are a lot of skinny girls out there who also feel very insecure about their bodies. Mm -hmm. So even though we've been talking a lot about being a slightly bigger size, it doesn't mean that we're ignoring the skinny girls out Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, that was a good point. Let's end this topic on a 
positive note, I would like you girls to share with me um, your favorite features of yourself, favorite physical features of yourself, instead of pinpointing the things that you're insecure about. Um, my favorite thing about myself um, is my smile. I think I have a nice smile. I really like my yes. smile. Literally, most of my photos that I take will be with teeth, and that's also what I look out for for other people. I just love big smiles. I think it can really brighten a room and there's always been this one thing that struck in my head and the reason why I try to smile all the time even at strangers even if it's weird is just, <laughs> like your one smile can give such a massive impact on another person's day someone might have been having a really really bad day and like a stranger and you walk past them you smile over at them and it could make them feel a little bit more like okay today's not as bad so I like my smile I feel like yeah you have a beautiful smile you have it's a so radiant smile uh probably like my nose yeah like my, my cute little smooth button nose i remember as well growing up being told like oh you can like a nose bridge but then i learned to appreciate my nose i like it it's tiny it's cute it's mm. no? so cute it's cute so tiny <laughs> i just want to boop it like- <laughs> I would say that my favorite physical feature about myself is my freckles or my sunspots. Um, Like I have some beauty spots which came randomly. I was not born with them, but they just like, I have one underneath my eye and then a couple small ones. Um, I just love like how being in the sun like gives me more of these freckles along my face. They're like constellations on my oh, face I love that. So so yeah like a little constellation of stars that just spread across my nose and my cheeks and um yeah I just think that that's cute on me oh, I really love that for me I think it would be my eyes because I especially like it when I smile with my eyes like I have an eye smile maybe it makes me look like I'm a little bit more squinty but I feel yeah. like it makes me it makes my smile my smile look more genuine that makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and I also have like a little um mole like right next to my right eye so oh twins it's a nice little feature here I love that and you're all beautiful you guys are so beautiful and you're beautiful from the inside out yes it would be really nice for you listeners out there um, to share, you know, your experiences with us and how you have overcome insecurities or have you called out people who have, you know, picked on your features and like made nasty, unnecessary comments. And what is your favorite feature about yourself? Not just one, it could be multiple. It would be really good if it's multiple. You can find us on Instagram at Spam and Beyond. That is B-A-M-N-B-E-Y-O-N-D. Uh, and don't forget that there will be snippets of this episode over on our YouTube channel as well. I hope you guys have a lovely day or a lovely evening. Just, you guys are beautiful. Yeah, you know? you're beautiful. Embrace yourself. We love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Guys, that was so beautiful.